Welcome to this week's Greenside Up. This is Richard Henschel, horticulture educator for the University of Illinois Extension Service. And I get to service uh, DuPage, Kane, and Kendall counties. And uh, I'm kind of sitting here uh, relatively happy. We have finally gotten some rain. Um, in some locations, a little over two inches uh, in the last couple days. So um, plants are going to be a lot happier. Grasses will um, be... Um, greener and plumped up again. Uh, growth would is most likely going to start uh, up again. Uh, if you've been waiting to uh, say do a little core aeration in your yard with a little bit of top dressing and those kinds of things for the lawn, uh, now's going to be a great time. The soil's moist, the grass is going to be able to recover quickly, and the machine will use its maximum core depth because there's moisture there that will allow the machine to do that. Um, if you've got a, a bit of last-minute uh, perennial transplanting, dividing to be done, once again, here we have uh, good soil moisture. You're able to dig in the garden. It's been uh, pretty much like a brick for the past few weeks until recently, so uh, you have that opportunity. Uh, usually, when we talk about moving plants this time of year, we're, we're more about moving whole plants or taking a great big plant and maybe just dividing it in half so that the plant is still substantial uh, so that it more or less, as the expression goes, won't even know it's been moved. Uh, dividing and transplanting into littler uh, modules at this point in the year might be a little more risky as late as it is, but the larger plants uh, should not have any issues um, whatsoever with that. Uh, so the rain uh, has gonna will be helping out a great many things here. Um, as you're able to now in, in between uh, moist cycles that we hopefully will continue to get now about once a week, um, we'll be able to uh, um, continue to mow the lawn, mulch up the leaves until that point when you have to start to collect them because there's just too much in the in the yard. Uh, it's it's kind of interesting. Um, I have always talked about we need about one inch of rain a, a week throughout the growing season. And uh, when that comes down to putting some water on the lawn, for example, to keep the crowns hydrated in August and early September, uh, since it's been so dry, um, it, it's always interesting uh, to share a little, a few factoids here. Uh, to, put a, to put one inch of water on your lawn, for example, per thousand square feet, so one inch of water per thousand square feet, that requires about 620 gallons of water. And for the typical homeowner hose of saying buying the 5.8 size hose and a decent sprinkler that puts on a reasonable volume of water, that's going to take over uh, an hour and a half to do that per setting. So when we talk about watering the lawn or watering the trees and we're talking about using the hose and a sprinkler, uh, it takes that's an all-day project is what I'm kind of sharing so uh, again one inch of water per thousand square feet that equals about 620 gallons of water another another little fact that uh, I like to share uh, at those appropriate times would be when we do have rain outside and people talk about a rain garden or a rain barrel um, uh, uh, a rainfall of one inch an hour on a thousand square foot roof 
people yield about 10 gallons of water per minute, and that really says your 55-gallon barrel rain barrel is going to fill up rather quickly, um, and you'll have it right up to the brim in, in, in no time at all. So uh, an inch of rain on a 1,000-square-foot roof will yield about 10 gallons of water per minute. And uh, so that's, an, that's some substantial amount of water that could be collected. So when you have the chance, sometimes it's uh, nice to put on, put on an additional barrel or put a barrel underneath the uh, downspout on, uh, um, on the garage on both sides or the corners of the home to really capture a lot more water for, for, uh, for use later. Uh, uh, getting back to the fact that we've had so much water, uh, recently, to have that soil nice and moist, it's a great time now. If you've been out uh, cleaning up the perennial beds or annual beds and you're coming up with those weeds, uh, it's probably better, if you can, to, to pull the weed out rather than just cut it off, especially uh, uh, if that weed is going to end up in the compost pile. You're putting a little soil that came up with the root system, the roots and the plant, uh, all in the compost pile, uh, and um, and that's a good way to incorporate that uh, soil that contains the degradation organisms already right into the compost pile, so that's a great way to do it. Uh, the caution when we're talking about uh, cleaning up the beds this time of year is you really don't want to put any weed uh, plant parts that contain seeds on them. So if you've got uh, spent flowers, there already may be seeds forming, or if you see an actual seed head, those kinds of plant parts, if you want to clip them off, they go into the bag that sits out at the curb. Uh, you just don't want to put the seeds in into our compost piles. Most of us do not uh, compost in a way that the weed seed would be uh, uh, managed or killed. Our compost piles do not heat up high enough. Uh, so we're doing more of a cold composting. So while you still get compost, it takes longer, and things like weed seeds and diseases are not uh, going to be managed uh, by our composting. So the other part of that story is as you clean up your vegetable garden, if you found, um, uh, say, your tomato plants this year were just terrible with foliar diseases, uh, that's probably not something you want to put into the compost pile, so let's uh, set that to the curb as well. So these are these are just some of the activities that we get to do now that we've had some moisture, cleaning up the yards easier, coring the lawns easier. Um, we have had, for the most part, adequate moisture now on our trees, shrubs, and evergreens for a little bit. I wouldn't suspect that this is going to be enough water um, uh, for the rest of the fall, certainly, and unless Mother Nature cooperates, you still need to water, uh, especially late in the season, those evergreens and broadleaf plants, anything that's been put in the ground this year. Um, I've also stressed recently the idea that even those large established trees and shrubs and evergreens in your yard would benefit from a very good watering um, during this month, again, maybe in November, uh, before the ground really freezes up, so and before you have to take the the hose off the spigot because of uh, the concerns of uh, uh, busted pipes and freezing weather, those kinds of things. So keep in mind these are some of the activities we can do uh, now that we finally had some moisture and and enjoy the cooler moisture weather while we still have it. This has been Richard Henschel with this week's Screen Set Up. I'll be back again next week.